0: Today is December twenty first, twenty nineteen, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu Gi Oh Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And this week in the Duel World, we have two uh, roaming duelists running around. Blair Flanagan came earlier in the week. She's going to be here till Christmas, so she's still here for four more days. Um, we get some new cards, and uh, not the unlock, not the unlock of the character yet. Uh, it's probably going to come down the line. Um, well we're expecting it to come down the line, but um, it should be something uh, to get the cards for, even if they're not the best cards. But we'll talk about the cards. Carly Carmine is here, she's more applicable to the competitive meta. I mean Fortune Ladies were never the best, but they're always they're not always, but they're they're gonna be a deck that's always worthy of contention. They're not a horrible deck by any means. So She comes with some new cards, a new duel skill, so we'll see uh, what that does to the meta. Doug Dimidul is here. He has a crazy deck, a Tomato Barrel Dragon deck, so check him out later in the podcast if you want to see what that's about. Um, Of course, tomatoes, Mystic Tomato. Barrel Dragon is Desperado Barrel Dragon. And uh, we're finally going to get back to Rex Goodwin this week. Uh, It's been a topic that's been put off for about three weeks, so I'm talk about Rex Goodwin's level up cards and dual skills. Okay, so for myself this week, there is very little to talk about in my week in the Duel World because I have not played much due to the busyness of life. Um, there was even one day where I didn't finish the Duel Carnival. I couldn't. Um, got home at eleven and go to sleep. So then uh, I just got one duel in. So I, got, I missed out on like. I feel like I had a duel in when I was on the street. So I missed out on 20 gems, one of the, the daily uh, things where you do three rounds of PvP. So I missed out on 20 gems. And in PvP, I think I'm back to Legend 1. I don't think I, I moved up. I was at Legend 3 at some point, point. I moved back to Legend 1. And I've been playing this, this synchro zombie deck with... The dragon necro zombie. So there's a polymerization. While well, I run a uh, master of fusion, so you just lose fifteen hundred and you get polymerization. So being that uh dragon necro zombie fuses with you know any two zombies, it's set up for very good games where I just won the game just because I had a f- polymerization. And the problem with dra- dragon necro zombie though is, of course other than Zero Defense, is it's a dragon, um, not really a zombie. And then there's some problem with Vampire Takeover. It doesn't really work too well uh, when you just have a dragon on the board, or a dragon on the board, so it's more... There's a way to play it. I don't really get it yet, so that's what I'm not too comfortable with this deck right now. Um, I'm not too comfortable with anything right now, but Fortune Ladies... uh, There might be something new. Fortune Ladies, we'll see if these cards are good enough for that, but... Even the standard versions of Fortune ladies are fine enough to ladder right now into it's a deck I really like playing. So that's probably what my fallback is. Um, you have to, I guess you just have to counter the meta and play a lot of traps that flip stuff face down again. So um, that's what my plan is moving forward. Hopefully I can make some headway in the week and a half remaining of the year. All right, let's move over to eSports. Dueling's meta is holding their MCS today. So that's something to note. Um, that'll be MCS 25. So um, we'll see what cool decks come out from that next week. But Meta Weekly 103. This is the first arrival of Shiranui. Well, the first time they come in big numbers. They're The most represented deck. But then they were second in the top 32. Element Saber are still the top dog. Black Wings, Dark Lords, Crystron, Ritual Beasts are all still very, very good decks. First place, Citro, uh, Element Saber, Invoked deck. Not much has changed here, but there is the main tech right now. The main tech is to fill your decks with Floodgates and Paleozoic Canadians. So this deck has three Floodgates, three Paleozoic Canadians. Um, otherwise, a uh, very normal Element Saber deck. You got three Alistair, three Malayhu, one Maho, Amalo, three Cosmic Cyclone, one Invocation, and three of the Field Spell. And it's notable that while there are those three Floodgates and three Paleozoic Canadians, this being a tournament format, they get the side cards out. Wall of D, there's three Wall of Ds. That is for Black Wings, because they flood the board with three, usually. And then there's three Cashback. And um, Cashback's against Black Wings and Dark Lords. Uh, dark Lords, yeah. They pay life points to do stuff. Second place, Trap Dexter, Sealed Tombs, Black Wings. Um, so, Black Wings were hit with a nerf, sort of, when Rakiri was put on semi limited. And Rakiri is a card you have to have at least one of. So, it, the removal of semi limited, really good semi limited cards like Treacherous or Hey Trunade, has prompted a change. And uh, Black Wings are turning to cards like Blackbird Close, which is their special counter trap. Um, it just works against effects so it's like um divine wrath or um it's it's actually more like rebirth of parshef that's probably the most close card it is like because it gets a monster out of the extra deck with it doesn't need the counter trap in hand but you have to have a black wing on the board to activate the trap card so there's a different condition but it's very similar to rebirth of parshef which is a pretty good card And Brandon MGK, Sealed Tombs Shiranoi. So this is the first placement of a Shiranoi deck that I can see. Um, Very clean deck. 3 Solitaire, 3 Squire, 3 Spectral Sword, 2 Cosmic Cyclone, 3 Floodgate, 3 Paleozoic, 1 Shadow Mirror, and 2 Treacherous Trap Hole. And then the extra deck, you have 2 Sun Saga, 2 Shogun Saga, and 2 samurai saga so it's all even leveled monsters with the synchro deck and in the board itself they don't have the seven and the three so none of that to mess around with um right so you see the three floodgates and the three paleozoics and then the sideboard there's a lot of um attacks you know, so there's two poisonous winds that's against ritual beasts two wall of d that's against black wings and two non-fusion areas against invoked and third place, Tom V Delzen, Sealed Tombs, Black Wings. This one only has one Rakiri, so then they did the split semi-limited card being Hey Trunade. Um It's pretty much a game ender when you do draw it though, so it's you know it's it's good to have one copy. Uh, people get frustrated about the card, but it's on the semi-limited list, so it's fair now. Okay. Let's talk about another tournament. Battle phase twenty-eight. Heavily represented here as well, but they did not place in the top. They did place in the top four. One deck in the top four. First place is Gift with Compensation Dark Lords. Not much different here. Um this deck could really play you out forever being compensation. They get the life points back. And this is a reappearance of a toolbox deck. You've got one. Uh, one desire, one superbia, one morning star, one tetslapaka, one am dusk. We'll go back is not really a toolbox card, but um, there's not really anything different about this. Three cosmic cyclone. I mean, yeah, nothing really different. Second place, Naxio sealed tombs, black wings. This version of black wings runs offerings to the doomed. We pre- we just talked about um the other ones running. Blackbird close instead. This also does the semi-limit split. This has one Rakiri and one treacherous trap hole. This is a very aggressive deck. Um, three offerings to the Doomed and a treacherous trap hole. That's a lot of removal right there. Third place, Ohaimi, 1337, Compensation Dark Lords again. Similar to the first deck, um less toolboxy. Well there's no there's still a toolbox component to it. This does run 2 Amdusk, so Amdusk is a card that really does run games out. It's, it's got lower stats, but it's got a really high defense, so it stays on the board and uh, really runs, runs games out. Finally, Luke Tyler, 3rd place, Sealed Tombs. Shiranoi, this one is a bit more variegated than the other deck. This has 1 Solitaire, 3 Squire, 2 Spirit Master, 1 Spectral Sword Shade, 1 Spectral Sword, 3 Gold Sarcophagus, 1 Econ, 1 World Legacy Clash, 2 Paleozoic, 3 Floodgate, 1 Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. This also has some of the odd components to the Synchro deck. 2 Squire Saga, 1 Sun Saga, 1 Shogun Saga, 1 Samurai Saga, and an Archfiend Zombie Skull for some reason. Zombies can't be destroyed by card effects, that's why it's there. So... Now, Solitaire is pretty much the best card, but this one found a way to run fewer of them. I guess it wants to make use of Spirit Master uh, ability instead of Solitaire. I mean, Solitaire could be the best card, but the best deck doesn't have to run the best card. But it does run 3 Gold Sarcophagus, which is a card that people identified early with um, being really good in Shirinui decks. It, so that's it for the tournaments for now. New meta tier list update. Not much of a change at all, really. Element Sabers are still in the top tier. We have Black Wings and Dark Lords in tier 2. Crystrons and Ritual Beasts tier 3. Shirinui f- have finally been put on the high potential. I do expect them to place... Um, we'll see with MCS where they stand, but... they are doing. They are putting in levels in the top tier. Maybe tier 3... It could be tier two. I don't I don't see them being the best for some reason. There's just something about it, but we'll we'll see where they stand. And Kawaki Meru have been removed, I guess. They've tested it enough and it cannot cut it right now. Which is which is fine because the semi limit I mean the put back on the unnerf slot thing isn't meant to promote a deck right away, right? It's just supposed to bring it back to a slightly better level, but Not really a level that dominates all the new cards, right? It's time to talk about the roaming duelists in the game. I'm going to first talk about Carly Carmine because it's more important uh, for ranked duels and something I'm personally more excited to talk about than Blair Flanagan. So let's talk about Carly Carmine. This is the acquisition event, the second acquisition event for her. Um, And... The base set of cards you get for fortune ladies is pretty good um some i mean you can't really play the deck without buying through a box so you start you off with some of her cards but if you can't get the synchros going what's the point right so there's some box you have to buy for fortune lady past fortune lady every and fortune lady calling and those are really her core cards to get synchro plays going so you can't really play her without it but if you just want to collect the cards, then do get her, and of course you have to get every it's best practice to get every character. Just so you get all the rewards and stuff, so um anyways, she is back. There are let's see two new cards in the pool where the reward pool and also the farm pool. There is a hidden card from the trader and also so from the trader you get one car- copy of this card and then you also get some other copies from Turbo Duels which just arrived this morning. So um this is this is something Konami has been doing. They have they've made events easier but then they've locked a card to make it harder. We just saw this with um the Duel Carnival. Leo and Luna had secret doors where you had to duel them 10 times. And that's the only way you could get three copies of Gear Golem the Moving Fortress. This was something I had to grind my way through. (laughs) I literally had to grind through the gate playing level 10 Leo and Luna to get my copies of Gear Golem the Moving Fortress. So here we have the same thing with Solitaire Magician. And it's worse when it's random. Like, it's cool if you could get the Turbo Duels and like win three turbo duels you'll get the cards you know but I think it's a random drop because I just did a turbo duel and I did not get a solitary magician. So we'll talk about that. And there's also a dual skill you get for getting three hundred and sixty thousand points I think with the event, which is easy enough to do. So let's get into the cards. First new card is Fortune Lady Dark. Level five uh they're always question mark attack and defense spellcaster This card's attack and defense are equal to its level times 400. So it starts off as a 2,000-2,000. During each of your standby phases, increase this level by 1. When a face-up Fortune Lady you control destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can select and special summon a Fortune Lady monster from your graveyard. So uh, anyone who has played Fortune Ladies knows there's a problem. You don't run a ton of monsters in the deck. So... What that means is your monsters should be normal summoned. Fortunately Lady Dark is a level 5. And if you have too many copies of a level 5 in a deck with very few monsters, you brick a lot. So that's going to be the main problem with Fortunately um Dark. Fortunately, Earth is a level 6 that's been around. And no one has ever played this card because of the bricking issue. And... You know, frankly, the six stars is a little hard for the, is a little clunky for synchro summoning. I mean, sometimes you could just play past and then you, fortunately, calling into earth and that's seven and that's perfect. But the six stars is a bit clunky and you'll see the same situation with dark. Dark is a little better, the stars fit more into the range you want it to. Um,. This, this card's ability, though, primarily works for Fortune Lady Water. That's the that's really the combo card that everyone likes. So you destroy something, and then you get water. During the battle phase, you draw two. That's basically the whole play. Draw two, you have a 1,200 attacker on board, which is not horrible. And um, this this card also has a benefit with helping Fortune Lady Past. One of the core cards in Fortune Ladies is Fortune Lady Past and Light. So you take past, you increase her level. That's the first step. You increase someone's level and you could do the wrong one. So then you tribute your own monster, which is you tribute your past, which is what you don't want. But anyways, you tribute light and another monster. So the other monster could come from your hand or your graveyard. You banish both. Now Fortune Lady past has two uh, two more stars, so she's 3. Now with Fortune Lady light gone, you get her ability. And you special summon Water from the deck. So 3 plus 4. You draw 2. And then you turn to Fortune Lady Every. That's the main Fortune Lady play. Now Fortune Lady Dark makes it a little better. You don't need that second monster to get banished. You have Past and Light. You banish Light. Increase. Past to 2. Special summon Dark. 2 plus 5. You don't get the combo off with... Water sure, but it's another way to do it if you're missing that monster if you're missing that hand monster or the graveyard monster which is very common in a deck that runs a lot of spells and traps so that is one big use I see of fortune Lady dark sure you don't get the water play but sometimes you even have to do a fortune lady wind in your ability that you waste your fortune lady wind but you have to do you have to get your every out in turn one right? So this is one big use I see of Fortune Lady Dark. Um, But, as I said with the bricking, I can't see us fitting more than one Fortune Lady Dark in the deck, unfortunately. The ability isn't amazing, it's just the ability to draw more cards, um, frankly. So, it's possible this card doesn't even make it at all. There's that possibility, like Fortune Lady Earth, it just doesn't make it at all. So, Um, yeah, that's where it is. Another new card is Fortune's Fortune. spell, Normal spell, select one of your removed from play Fortune Lady monsters and return it to the graveyard, draw two cards. This is a little bit like Fortune Lady Rewind. This is a card I've been playing recently. Um, it's basically using your banished materials, which is something Fortune Ladies haven't been doing in the past. Uh, but the cards are here. Um, Fortune Lady Rewind lets you special summon the monsters from Banished Zone to the board. Fortune's Fortune just puts them back in the graveyard, which um, puts it back in the graveyard, allows Past to do stuff, and also allows your Synchro Moxers to do stuff. So you could reuse Vermillion Mech Dragon's ability. You could put a Past that's been banished back in the graveyard and use Vermillion Dragon Mech more. Um, This could be a bit overkill with Water, because Water already draws two... But the thing is, Water is a very weak monster. It doesn't really have a purpose other than being 4 stars and drawing 2 cards. Otherwise, it's a vanilla 1200-1200, and that's kind of bad. Fortunately, the Wind has an ability to destroy back row, which is useful. But Water doesn't have a purpose other than being 4 stars, which is kind of perfect. That's a sweet spot. So Fortune's Fortune can allow you to play less Water, or you could just have them both and draw a million cards. That could be where this deck is going. Karakuris drew a million cards, but they never really went anywhere. So I don't know if at what point is drawing a million cards overkill. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Hard to say. It's possible you put more Darks in, you have fewer Waters, and then you have Fortune's Fortune. I don't know. We'll see. This is the card that's hard to get. Solitaire Magician, level 4, Light Spellcaster, 1600, 1300. Once per turn, you can select one face up Fortune Lady monster you control, and one other face up monster on the field. Reduce the level of the selected Fortune Lady monster by three. Destroy the other selected monster. Interesting card. So, this is a support card for Fortune Lady. This is the first support card I think we get that's not a Fortune Lady itself. She. So Carly's skill adds 3 to the monster. This one reduces it by 3. So that's a little complicated. You're kind of setting your cards backwards from getting their abilities off. But it works better for the level 5 Fortune Lady Dark and level 6 Fortune Lady Earth. Because they could lose the stars. It doesn't matter. Um, this does hard removal on your opponent's monster. That's what it does. It might be useful. But... See, I thought I, re- I misread the card. I thought it was a plus three. That might be OP if you had plus three and plus three and then destroy an opponent's monster. So it's minus three and destroy an opponent's monster. That's more fair. I don't know if it's going to see play anymore. Like I th- if it's a plus three and destroy, for sure, it'll see play. Minus three. If you're talking about Fortune Lady every you're losing... Um... Uh losing 1,200 attack and defense. That's quite a bit. I mean, that's, I guess that's the purpose of this card is to use it with Fortune Lady Every, because she could lose it and Fortune Lady Every gets destroyed and she comes back the next turn so it doesn't matter. Um, I guess that's the only monster you could really use it on. Unless Fortune Lady Dark starts showing up everywhere and then you could use it with her too. This is a card you have to get from the trader for sure and then you get it from the turbo duels as well. So... More importantly, other than these cards, these cards are overall, you could do without these cards, I think. They gave us Carly Carmine with Fortune Ladies. These cards can allow a new dimension, sure. Um, I think the Spell card more than the Fortune Lady Dark. I don't think Fortune Lady Dark might cut it, but the Spell card may be useful. Solitaire Magician may be useful as Hard Removal. But this skill might be the thing to talk about. The skill is called Future Visions, and you lose fifteen hundred to activate it. And basically, you get a field spell only if your deck has five or more Fortune Lady monsters with different names. The field spell is called Future Visions. Each time a normal monst- a monster is normal summoned. Target that monster and banish it. During the next standby phase of the player who controlled that monster, return it to the field and face up attack position. So this is very disruptive. This breaks up plays. Black Wings need to normal summon Samoon to do it. To start the whole game, basically. And you banish him and then that's it, right? Um, this can hit anything. Element Saber... Black Wings, like Element Saber, they want that Malayhu on the board. They want that other guy on the board too. Uh, Alistair, uh, Invoke Dex. They play Alistair. They're gonna fuse him next turn, right? He's gonna get banished, and then you can't do anything, really. This is a very, this is a very disruptive skill. And the thing is, you have to add five Fortune Lady monsters into your deck. Let's see how many there are. Right. So you have Light. Water past wind. Does every count? Every's in the extra deck, so those are the ones you normally play. You'll have five there. Otherwise, you'll have to fit in dark, I guess. But that prevents the deck from being played with every deck because you don't want just five random fortune ladies in your deck, <laughs> and you're playing like you're playing black wings or something. But I could see it in like a spellcaster deck where you just have Silent Magicians around, you can make something to use with your Fortune Ladies. But, yeah, this is best of a Fortune Lady deck where there's a lot of synergy with the cards. They're not just five random Fortune Ladies running around in the deck, so there's more use there. This skill requires a 1,500 loss. So you could do a few things a few times, but you could also use Herald of the Abyss and lose 1,500 right there. Maybe Mirror Wall is a better solution. I'm not sure, but, Um yeah... And also this makes Carly a better duelist. You don't know if you're playing a Carly Carmine deck. You don't know if she's playing Future Visions or Time Passage. Because every Carly deck was playing Time Passage pretty much. So this adds a trickery level sort of. You don't know what they're playing. Overall this is the biggest thing I think. This, this skill. I don't know if it's, it's probably not better than Future um, Time Passage. But this disruption ability could make it sneaky good in uh tournament setting. Like I said, Duel Links Meta Weekly. I mean Duel Meta Championship series is happening today. So it's possible someone leveled them up and they have this future vision skill. It could be pretty disruptive. Move on to the next uh, roaming duelist who has been around a bit longer, and that is Blair Flanagan. Uh, she's the GX character who showed up Season 3 when all that chaos was happening. I'm not sure if she got token over by Ubel or not, but um, she becomes a main character in Season 4, I think. Um, they get involved in some tag duels. That's all I know. But anyway, she's in love with Jaden, and all her cards are love-themed. I think there's one card here that is good. And I actually saw in PvP yesterday, but it didn't work because I beat the duelist. But some of them are in a theme, some of them, most of them are in a group. We'll say why the group doesn't really work. There's two other cards that are from other groups. Uh, We'll talk about these cards. Some repeated cards, too. The first, the core card is Maiden in Love, level two, Light Spellcaster 400 300. This attack position card cannot be destroyed by battle. After damage calculation, if this card is attacked, place one mating counter on the monster that attacked this card. So this card just stays on the board. You take damage. You get hit. And then your opponent's monster gets a counter. Um, We'll talk about why this is bad, but it's a stall card in, in general. It's a stall card. It can't... You're taking hits. I mean... You're not getting hit directly, but you're getting hit minus 400, which is just as bad as getting hit directly, frankly. But I guess the difference is what back row you use. So a card like this, you would think, you know, Drowning Mirror Force is not my choice. I guess that Banished Dimension Prison could work. Um, Super Rush Headlong could work. So those are cards that do work when you have a monster on the board. Um... Mirror Wall wouldn't be a good card with this because if you have them, they probably can hit over 400. So, Well, you could keep them in the game because you do want them to hit you and you do survive. So, you know what? Mirror Wall is better than Super Rush Headlong here because you want that counter on the card. Scratch my thoughts. but This is the card that works for this archetype. Here's another card that is pretty much the Hindrance, Cupid's Kiss... Equip spell. At the end of the damage step of the equipped monster, you control attacked an opponent's monster with a maiden counter and you took battle damage to take control of that monster. So what it is, is you put this equip spell on your opponent's monster, you want them to hit the maiden in love, and then you steal it. Hopefully you take fewer damage, so maybe that mirror wall comes into play there. Um... Yeah, the problem with this is it's being an equip spell, right? It's Not a trap or anything, so... That's the problem here. Let's talk about the other card that does work with it, I guess. It's a rare Defense Maiden, Continuous Trap. When an opponent's monster declares an attack on a monster you control, you can target Maiden and Love. If you control, switch the attack to that target. So this is a three-card combo. You have Maiden and Love. You put an Equip Spell on your opponent's monster. They try to hit some other monster you have. You activate Defense Maiden, and you switch that attack choice, two maiden in love instead and then that makes them steal the monster the problem with this is it's a three card combo it seems very inconsistent if you want to pull this off you probably want mirror wall as well unless you want to lose life points on purpose to activate a skill or something but right now this is just the three card combo to steal monsters there are other cards that do switch attack targets but i don't think we we have those cards yet. Defense Maiden does do that. Doesn't allow for other cards to be switched, but only works for Maiden in Love. Here's another card that kind of fits with the theme. Happy Marriage Equipped Spell. The equipped monster gains attack equal to the combined original attack of all monsters you can control that are owned by your opponent. So this gives the monster a really big buff. Kind of it's around because concentrating current and world legacy clash are gone. Semi limited, econ take is the easiest play to do this. You steal with a monster, and then you put it on something else. Then they get a huge buff. Um, this is supposed to work with this group, with Cupid's Kiss, Maiden in Love, and Defense Maiden. I think the Happy Marriage goes on the Maiden in Love, so you don't you don't keep taking a ton of damage, I guess. But right now, this all doesn't make a ton of sense in the ranked meta. Here's the card that could. That did season play. I saw yesterday. Herald of Green Light, level 2, Fairy, 300-500. Uh, During either player's turn, when, an opponent, when your opponent activates a spell card, you can send this card and one other Fairy monster from your hand to the graveyard and negate the activation if you do destroy it. So, it's a 2 for 1, which means you pay 2 to counter one card. And that's always bad, unless there are dire situations where you really want to discard a card and right here this has this card has many advantages during either player's turn so we have a lot of big play spells right with invocation we have banishment of the dark lords um black whirlwind fortune lady calling gladiators uh, i don't know the, the spirit beast one i, I don't remember what's called but There are a lot of cards, big spells, that we did see a meta where we were running things like um, Cursed Seal of the Forbidden Spell. So this works during your opponent's turn, or it could work to counter their defense. They could play Econ, and this could counter Econ during your turn. So this has a lot of advantages. And where's the fit, right? This 2 for 1, when is it a good deal? You can see it right there. One other fairy monster. This is really good in Dark Lords. Dark Lords really like having monsters in the graveyard so that's the one conceivable fit. That is the one where I saw it in last night but the problem of course is how do you fit it in right? Dark Lords do operate out of a toolbox so they could conceivably fit this. I think this could be something for Dark Lords to prevent you know, their spell opponent spells effects dis- disrupts them and then they could go on offense the next turn and win the duel right so I think this would see play in dark Lords last new card is genus light sworn mender level 4 light Spellcaster, three hundred twenty one hundred 300 2100 during the end phase if this card was sent if a card was sent from your deck to the graveyard by the effect of a light sworn card inflict 500 damage to your opponent if you do gain 500. So this is a burn and heal card. It's kind of like Goblin Thief. Except it could work every turn. Um, basically you have to have this card on the board. And you have to mill your own deck with Light Sworns And then you burn them and heal. So this is decent. Except you're milling your own deck out. And you can't have too many Lightsworns on the board. So you have to hold the board without losing um, your whole deck. Unless you have a chance of recycling the cards, putting them back in your deck, then we might have a shot. I think Maldoshe does that really well, so there could be something with Maldoshe and Lightsworn. You have fewer Lightsworn, maybe Lila on the board, and then you mill some of the, the deck and then use the Maldoshe monsters to send them back. That could be something, uh, but it's a really slow card uh, meant for this burn stall strategy. All right, so that is it for the two main duelists in the in the thing in the game right now. Let's move on to Doug's casual deck of the week. He has a Tomato Barrel Dragon deck. That sounds completely crazy, but new play has been added, thanks to Mystic Tomato. This is primarily a machine deck. Uh, some Jinzo cards, so some psychics, but this also involves a lot of the coin flipping cards with. blast spider and barrel dragon this is a really cool deck idea though so please check it out here is doug dimidul with his tomato barrel dragon deck
1: Hey there, this is Doug Dimmadool with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week, I know I was talking about teasing uh, something with Mystic Tomato, so I'm going to follow through on my promise, and we're going to talk about a, a Mystic Tomato deck that revolves around an old friend of ours, Desperado. Barrel Dragon. Oh, yeah. You see, using Mystic Tomato, this opens up a whole plethora of plays to a, a Desperado Barrel Dragon deck that uh, just when you thought it was uh, dead, nah, it can make a slight resurgence. So, what makes Mystic Tomato so great? Well, it's a level 4 plant, 1400 attack. 1100 defense. When this card is destroyed by a battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon one dark monster with 1500 or less attack from your deck in face-up attack position. So what are the dark monsters that I'm running in this deck that have less than 1500 attack? Well, I got Gen X Ally Crusher, which once per turn, when a monster with the same attribute as this card, meaning dark, is normal summoned to your side of the field, you can select one card your opponent controls and destroy it. So this is my first go-to play, is when my Mystic Tomato gets destroyed by a battle, I will go right into Gen X Ally Crusher, and then in my next turn, I'm going to summon a Dark Monster and just activate uh, activate the effect of Genix Ally Crusher to uh, pop a card on the field. The other card that can search out with less than 1500 attack is BM4 Blast Spider. Level 4 machine, 1400 attack, 2200 defense. Once per turn, you can target one dark machine type monster you control and one face-up card your opponent controls, destroy them. If a monster you control that was originally a dark type monster destroys an opponent's monster by battle or card effect and sends it to the graveyard, you can inflict damage to your opponent equal to half the original attack of one of those monsters destroyed and sent to the graveyard. So, I mean, this is just another outstanding play that I go into but just to uh, kind of spice things up a little bit i do run jinzo jector all right it's another dark machine four stars level four It's got 800 attack only and 2000 defense. So this card is named Jinzo One down the field or in the graveyard, but I use it for the tribute effect. So the next turn, I want to activate its effect to tribute and search out a Jinzo monster from my deck to my hand and then reveal all set cards my opponent controls. In the spell and trap card zone if there's any trap cards, you could special summon Jinzo monsters from your hand up to the number of trap cards revealed. So ultimately, I've just run my one copy of Jinzo in this deck. This could really blow up an opponent's strategy if they have a very back row or trap heavy deck. Uh, but on top of that you know you gotta run those three copies of Desperado Barrel Dragon. The sooner you could have this card in your hand, the better. I really don't run any generic searchers or any type of skill. I mean, I guess you could use Draw Sense High Level with this deck to search out your Desperado Barrel Dragon. There's a chance that you may pull your Jinzo, but more likely than not, you'll pull Desperado Barrel Dragon. So if a face-up dark machine-type monster you control is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can special summon this card from your hand. Once per turn during the battle phase, you can toss a coin three times, destroy face-up monsters on the field up to the number of heads then if the result was three heads draw a card uh this card cannot attack the turn this uh effect is activated uh if this card is sent to the graveyard you can add one level seven or lower monster with a coin tossing effect i don't have any coin tossing effects outside of desperado barrel dragon but overall the whole point is to get either your your blast spider or your gen x ally crusher on the field after using the effect of your mystic tomato hopefully popping some cards or getting into an opportunity for you to uh, have those cards destroyed to uh, summon your Desperado Barrel Dragon onto the field, while also spicing things up and adding Jinzo to the deck. So, what about back row i do run three copies of power of the guardians it's just a good way to keep some cards afloat on the field if i want to keep my uh, gen x ally crusher on the field as long as i can i may want to equip a power of the guardians to it uh ideally you'd want to equip that to your desperado barrel dragon or your jinzo in case your opponent's trying to pop your cards remember anytime this card attacks or is attacked you add one spell counter onto the card increasing the monster who's equipped to the card by 500 attack you could remove a spell counter if uh the, if the monster is either going to be destroyed by battle or card effect. So, again, just one of the best equipped cards in the game you guys still know it you probably see it all the time it probably frustrates the heck out of you but uh yeah definitely this is a three of it's not semi limited yet it's not limited yet so uh this is this card is fair game and then uh, the three additional slots i run just three copies of floodgate trap hole given the current meta where uh, it seems like a lot of face-up uh, effects need to occur in order for people to get their combos going so if i could just flip a monster face down and stall some time maybe get my mystic tomato out or maybe get into one of my uh gen x like Crusher plays uh, That's Ultimately, what I'm trying to do is stall out as long as I can in order to ultimately get my Desperado Barrel Dragon play uh, back into action or maybe get a Jinzo on the field, maybe a little bit of both. So that's really, I mean, it's a very simple strategy, but I would recommend this deck using, uh, you know, the Draw Sense High Level since most of the cards are level four. Uh, The only monsters that are more than four are going to be your Desperado Barrel Dragon. If you want to guarantee drawing into that Desperado Barrel Dragon, I would recommend removing Jinzo and Jinzo Ejector. Uh, from your deck. That way, uh, you know, replace it with maybe two more back row cards or another Dark Machine. That way you're, um, you know, you know you're going to be guaranteed a draw into Desperado Barrel Dragon. And I guess the best way to activate that effect is to use maybe some Cosmic Cyclones or something along those lines. So you may want to switch a few back row cards out. But honestly, for PvP and for casual play, this deck is uh, just a little bit more consistent. I mean, Mystic Tomato makes this a lot of fun. And I think this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for some new deck building so uh, anyway that's it for my casual deck of the week I will see you next time take care all right
0: thanks Doug, and you can check him out on his podcast every week. Cool decks of the week, and on his Twitter account Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. So Right now, we're going to finally move on to Rex Goodwin. Um, this is something that's been put off for about three weeks, ever since Rex, Do- uh, Rex Goodwin was in the game, so a uh, long left-off uh, discussion. Four weeks like this where there isn't a ton going on start off with rex goodwin's uh, cards there's one copy of the immortal earthbound we're kocha rasca level 10 winged beast 100 100 there can only be one immortal monster on the field if there's no face up field on the field destroy this card your opponent cannot car- target this card for attacks it can attack directly when normal summon target up to three cards you're controlled except for this one shuffle them into the deck then discard that many cards from your opponent's hand, but not more than the return cards. If you do, this card gains 1,000 attack for each discarded card by its effect. Probably the best Immortal Earthbound card so far. You get gained 3,000 attack, so it's a 3,100 direct attacker. And then it destroys your opponent's hand to prevent them from having a next turn, really. Um, of course, this archetype is set back by... Having all those tributes on the board and having that field spell, so you definitely need um, Mausoleum of the Emperor. And of course, this is just a one-of, so you're not going to run three copies of this card and maximize the chances of it being in your hand. So all those things um, work against it, but it could be a fun card. It's a card you use already so often to get gems from the mission event, so there it is. Level rewards, most of them you get three copies of. Like Weeping Idol, level 2 Dark Rock, 0 attack, 500 defense. Remove from play 1 Tuner monster from your graveyard to special summons card from your hand. A Free ramp. Um, I don't know, it's like... There are a lot of cards like this sort of already. Like uh, This is after you've done a Synchro play, of course, so it's whether your deck has use in ramping up with 2 stars another synchro play, I don't know. Um, some decks like using the tuners in the graveyard, like Vermilion, Dragon, Mech, so this kind of is anti-synergy against that. But if it's a deck that reuses cards, like we had some of the Fortune Lady cards where you could just send cards back, and draw more, this could be useful there. Right now I don't see a fit with it, but it is a free ramp card if you ever need that ability. Three copies of Wicked Acolyte Chalam Sabak, level 8. Reptile, twenty five hundred, tag zero defense. If you have five or more cards in your hand, you can normal summon this card without tributing. When this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon this card in defense mode. Then it's treated as a tuner. You can use this effect once per turn. So this is a free free monster, um, maybe with dual standby, but dual standby got nerfed. So you know, really, what this was was just a beater at twenty five hundred. Uh, right now, that's kind of not very useful because you could Synchro Summon right away. You could Fusion, Neos Fusion right away and stronger than this card. So not a very useful card at all. Three copies of Earthbound Linewalker, level 4 Fiend, 1200 Tech, 1900 Defense. Earthbound Immortal monsters cannot be destroyed by their own effects. Pretty useful for Earthbound Immortals if you're playing them. You don't need the Field Spell, but you probably would like Mausoleum of the Emperor to ramp out the card another body on the board you can't tribute but it is useful if you don't want to be held back by playing the field spell so it's not a useless card at all you have three copies of earthbound whirlwind normal spell if you control an earthbound immortal monster destroy all spells and traps your opponent controls very useful um of course this this card has to be included if you are playing the immortal earthbounds at all um yeah, I mean, it's very good. It's a normal spell, which is what slows it down, of course. It's not a quick play or anything. So, pretty good. It's it's, it's automatic against battle phase traps. Of course, your opponent can quick play to chain it. You take a trap card to train, chain it. but also destroys their field spells, so very solid card. And we only have one copy of this card. It's a trap card called Im- Offering to the Immortals. When your opponent's monster declares a direct attack, while well, you have 3,000 or less life points negate the attack if you do special summon two ceremonial tokens and if you do that add an immortal earthbound card earthbound revival or roar of the earthbound from your deck to your hand ceremonial tokens cannot be tributed except for the tribute summon of a earthbound immortal monster what's gonna make the whole thing work actually um you take a hit you get two tokens, and then you tutor this, the Immortal found, and you get it out. Um, if you had three copies of this card, they could get kind of busted. So, yeah, you just have to have that field spell on the board or the Line Walker. So, there's a way to cheat out Line Walker as a special summon. That would be pretty cool, and then you activate this card, and you'll be pretty golden. So, those are... The cards you get from Rex Goodwin. Let's talk about his dual skills. Draw Sense, Earthbound Immortal. Can be used each time your life points decrease by a thousand. During your draw phase, draw an Earthbound Immortal Monster instead of your regular draw. So, this is the best skill that they have, the archetype has going for it. Best chance at getting competitive play. You could draw with a thousand life point loss get a field spell tribute summon the monsters that are for you so works with cosmic cyclone of course um yeah this is pretty much ink a companion to the trap card that we just talked about so they both tutor the card um, and only one copy of that trap card so yeah i guess you could activate both of these at the same time you activate the trap and also the dual skill for next turn the Ant and the Fiend is a level 20. Can be used if you control Oracle of the Sun, activate either of these effects, send Fiery Ant Ascader to the Graveyard, play supe from your deck, send supe to the Graveyard, play Fire Ant Ascader from the deck. So this lets you choose which tutor you want to use. So you can make the Sun Dragon or the Moon Dragon. It's a situational effect though because you need at least two monsters on the board for this to work at all. You definitely need the Oracle of the Sun. So it's possible to destroy Oracle of the Sun. This doesn't work at all. so um, It's situational if you are just specifically doing something with those dual Sun and Moon dragons. Sun and Moon, speaking of that, is the next skill. Choose one of the effects. Send a Sun Dragon Anti to the Graveyard. Play Moon Dragon Quilla from the Graveyard. Send Moon Dragon Quilla from the Graveyard. Play Sun Dragon Inti from the Graveyard. So you get to switch which Synchro Moxer you're playing. This lets you expedite the swap. And you kind of do the burn ability with Sun Dragon. And the Moxer doesn't have to be destroyed by battle. So it's kind of... Yeah, same thing where it's super situational. You're just playing that Sun and Moon deck. Dual Divinity can be used if you have Sun Dragon Inti and Moon Dragon Quilla in your Graveyard. This turn you can Normal Summon Earthbound Immortal. Or Kaka Roska without tributing. Okay, so you could cheat out your Immortal Earthbound to end the game. You need to return the cards from the board. And you have to have Sun and Moon Dragon in the graveyard. So it's a lot of setup. All these skills are super situational. Yeah, that really limits Rex Goodwin. I guess there are some other skills he could use, though. Um, light and Dark, of course. Um, No one has really played that since it got nerfed, but Rex Goodwin does have Light and Dark. Power of the Dark. Uh, Draw Sense Dark. Level Augmentation. Yeah, he's not a very useful character, unfortunately. We're not going to see him a ton. That is it for the Rex Goodwin coverage. And Upcoming news. We did not get the news for the new year yet, but we should get that with the coming weeks, so we should know uh what we're getting there late december duels chronicles 5d's fight for the fortune cup late december dual circuit new sr pilgrim of the ice barrier um so that is it for this week yeah i think that's it so i don't know um i will definitely have a podcast next week but we'll see how many topics we'll have i'll try to do something on twitter to make up for not having uh, much fan interaction lately. I've just been busy, so I'll see what I could do. Since the holidays are are in the middle of next week, so um, yeah, I'll see. I'll see what I could think of in Twitter. That's it for the podcast. You can listen and subscribe anywhere. Check out this podcast and more at the website. All these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. For the podcast, just search the dual assessment. You get the dual links, you'll probably find it. Email at dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at greenrangerccg. So that is it. Happy dueling. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Sorry. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All the holidays and more. And yeah, speak next time. See you then.